0: Beyond Goodbye is a podcast that explores dying, death, and grief, and may contain sensitive or distressing material that could be triggering for some individuals, and is not suitable for all audiences. Therefore, listener discretion is advised. Hello, and welcome to Beyond Goodbye. My name is Angela Sturm, and I am your host. What is death? Can this even be answered? When death introduced itself to me in a violent way, the narrative I had around dying went completely out the door. This didn't happen with my mom's passing because she fit my narrative. She had lived a longish life, and it was a good life. She was given the gift of aging, whereas my two children were not. When we age, we expect to encounter disease as our bodies begin to shut down. But no one ever expects a young life to be stolen, be it through violence, suicide, overdose, any of it. And I know death is coming for us all. I know we don't get to choose how or when, but when it actually happens in a very unexpected way, even knowing what we do, it knocks the wind out of you. And what we thought we understood, we now begin to question, or at least I did. I questioned if death even existed. That might sound silly because obviously my mom and kids are no longer here on earth in the flesh. They're most definitely physically gone from this place. Many told me this was a trauma response, but hear me out. What if we got it all wrong? what if death doesn't really exist? At least not in the way we define it today. What if we just can't see the life? In today's episode, we will explore the meanings of death. This is our third episode titled, The Three Deaths. Christian Church defines death as the separation of the spirit from the mortal body. Islam defines death as the departure of the soul, passing into the here and after, the ultimate destination. Buddhists see death as a continuum. Our consciousness continues after physical death. Atheists see death as a full stop, done, nothing more. Many indigenous cultures believe that when we die, we live on and can still hear and make decisions on life, taking on an ancestral form, living in the world of spirit. Death can be viewed from philosophical, religious and cultural perspectives, many believing in an afterlife or reincarnation. Different cultures and belief systems have various interpretations and rituals surrounding death and how it should be understood and approached. Interestingly, a few years back, I had learned about the Mexican Three deaths. It stuck with me and I would occasionally think about it. Fast forward to losing my kids and after deciding whether or not to have a show asking what death is, one of my favorite social media personalities, Jason Silva, came across my timeline waxing poetic about, you may have guessed, the Mexican three deaths.
1: I recently came across an idea actually that I found uh, (laughs) disheartening to say the least. There are three types of death in Mexico. The first death is when you learn you're going to die, right? The moment of self-consciousness, when you become awakened to your mortality, right? That first moment of being kicked out of the garden of eden that self-consciousness that i am mortal that is the first death in mexico the second death is uh the moment that you actually die right it may be 80 years after the fact that you first learn you're mortal but then the moment you die and you're gone forever and you become food for worms that's the second death in mexico the third death in mexico is the last time someone says your name mm. you know because it is said that you live on in the memories of others you take up real estate in the minds of others people look at photographs of you and remember you with fondness but there might come a point unless you are a legend that there will be someone who will be the last person to ever say your name and that's the third mexican And there's a faint disquiet, right, that bubbles up in your belly when you actually contemplate the tragedy of such a thing. The idea that a sentient mind, that a sentient being, with the capacity for self-reflection, with the capacity to love, with the capacity to hope and dream and contemplate and ponder, with the capacity for ecstasy and agony and anguish and... Is to become extinguished by the same cosmos that engendered that potentiated one's existence. What a fucking cruel joke to actually fathom non-existence after salivating and foaming at the mouth at one's capacity to be. It. Helen Harrington wrote, any philosophy that accepts death must itself be considered dead, its questions meaningless, its consolations worn out. You cannot ennoble the bitter end. You cannot ennoble the abyss, the nothing, as they call it in the never-ending story. I don't want the nothing I want everything there is an urge to carve one's name on the tree to say I was here and this meant something and it matters and it matters
0: wow that was deep told you it was deep, right? (laughs) So the first death, learning that we are not immortal. I think we probably begin to understand this in our teen years, but I'm not so certain our brains process death truly until we are well into our twenties when our brains finish developing and maturing. Second death, of course, is the biological death. But that third death, the last time someone says your name. This one hurts. The idea that me, my children, my mom, that one day our names will cease to be spoken and we won't be remembered, it's a bit of a gut punch. As some of you know, I spend a lot of time journaling and meditating. It helps me process and it keeps me calm keeps me fairly rational. I highly recommend meditating. And those of you who think about meditation and you might think, "Oh my gosh, I have to sit there and be quiet and let my mind not wander." Yeah, that's part of it. But it's not always just sitting and being quiet and closing your eyes and doing the ohms. Meditation can also happen as you take a walk outside and you're feeling that fresh air the earth crinkling underneath your feet, your mind wanders and it goes to these places as you're thinking about having these deep thoughts. You can meditate in any way, shape or form. Same thing with journaling. As you begin to write, it just starts to flow. And you really can find a lot of answers that way because you're working with your inner self, capital S. And you'd be surprised at how much we know about the world and the universe and ourselves if we just quiet a little bit and listen and ask those questions. So after hearing Jason speak on this, I revisited the Mexican three deaths from the perspective of a mother losing her children. And I spent many days meditating on my loss, on their deaths, and what all this means. And here's what came to me language gets in the way I say that a lot actually but it really announced itself in in my thoughts and death really is a word that speaks only to our physical bodies the houses of our souls I believe as do many that souls are immortal our souls are energy and physics tells us that energy can neither be created nor destroyed and in the last decade or so quantum physics has begun to study the proverbial soul energy which has been described as an unknown energy coupled to the human body physics considers this imaginary energy think math real and imaginary numbers and without going too deep into a topic I know little about I will share that in physics the outcomes of measurements can be perfectly predicted because it's math right whereas in quantum physics there's of course math but the outcomes of certain measurements will be impossible to predict so what does this all mean it means science is able to measure with some predictability the soul energy as it leaves its host, sounds very sci fi. And yes, quantum physics came up in my meditation, prompting me to dig deeper. It means that we're more than our bodies, that when the body has ceased to function, our soul energy lives on. Those who know me, will know that I can be a little obsessive when I get my mindset on wanting to gain some knowledge or understand something, so I tend to exhaust folks. So I will apologize to you all right now. I do love science. But all of that aside, this to me means that the soul lives on in a new place, and experience. It hasn't died. There is no death in soul. So what about that third death, the last time someone says your name? In Mexico, they celebrate Dia de Muertos, Day of the Dead. Here, they remember their ancestors. They say their names, they put up their pictures, serve them their favorite food and drink, all so their names are spoken and never forgotten. I don't know about you, but when I look back at my family line, I do not know the names of my great ancestors, don't even have pictures. Does that mean their lives meant nothing? No, because we all leave a footprint. We all leave a legacy in some form. My ancestors had children, children whom they taught and shared knowledge, who in turn had their own children, And shared what they learned along with new knowledge and so on to our current line of family through my ancestors lives we have been affected also by way of genes epigenetics tells us this yep more science science is catching up to what we have known all along about spirit and life outside of this earth epi is Greek meaning on or above And epigenetic describes factors beyond the genetic genetic code so whether it be trauma certain behaviors and environment all of these play a role in how our bodies read DNA sequences so while I may not know the names of my great-great grandparents my DNA does it carries them how I may respond to certain events throughout my life is partially due to my ancestors quote unquote teachings, if you will. Death and grieving are deeply interconnected aspects of the human experience. Grief is the natural response while death is the event. Understanding and respecting the grieving process in the context of death is crucial for promoting health and resilience. And guess what? Our response to loss Our learning to heal and live life new will be a part of our future family lines. It doesn't die, folks. Then it really hit me. Death is life. My mom and kids departed from their bodies and have moved on to a new life, a new experience. Those of us left behind also have a new life. This is not the end. It is a new beginning. A different beginning my mom Matthew and Jasmine's lives did mean something and they left a part of them that will carry on beyond me and even their children and their children's children my life means something your lives mean something and we too will carry on long after transitioning to our new experience beyond earth death is life I am so grateful I had the time I did with my mom and my children. I am grateful and fortunate that Jasmine and Matthew blessed our family with children. I am grateful for what they taught me about life while living, and even more grateful at what they are teaching me now. What is death? Death is life. And as I continue my grief journey, I find comfort in this knowledge. Death is life. Well, friends, this brings us to the conclusion of today's episode. Next week, we will talk about life before and after loss. We would love to hear from you. If you have something you would like us to discuss or questions for any of our guests or myself, feel free to email us. Our address will be in show notes. I will also put links uh, to Jason Silva If you enjoyed what you were listening to and you'd like to hear more, uh, go ahead and check him out as well. Finally, if you are enjoying what we provide and feel it has helped in any way, please hit like and subscribe below. Be well, and we look forward to meeting with you all again next week.